everybody. So I hope that you are all doing well. I just wanted to let you know this episode of the podcast was recorded before we had this quarantine, before we this all kind of started. <laughs> and so if we make reference to anything about going out or going to the movies or, or anything like that, uh, that is the reason why. So I don't want that to be confusing, but hope that you still enjoy it and, uh, in, in, and that you are safe and uh, that uh, we're all getting through this hopefully together and hopefully this will bring you some joy to these tough times. Thanks so much. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today. We have a very special and a bonus episode that we are doing. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I'm really excited to have a fellow film critic here on the podcast. Uh, we're talking with Jen Johans today. And uh, Jen, we I saw your uh, your Twitter threads that you were doing talking about rom-coms, and I just thought, this is the perfect person to have on the podcast. So why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and, and uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with rom-coms and, and Hallmark movies and all that fun stuff. Okay, great. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I'm Jen Johans. I've run filmintuition.com for, boy, going on maybe 13 years now. Wow. been writing about movies, mostly on my site and also freelancing elsewhere. Uh, I write about all types of movies, but I do love rom-coms, um, especially kind of the golden age rom-coms and also the ones in the 90s uh, when I grew up were kind of some of my favorites. And I was honored to take part in this DVD chat with um, the DVD Netflix people. Yes, I still get those DVD subscription discs. I love them. Um, kind of been a member since they started, I guess. And uh, I was asked to host a chat on romance movies, tried to come up with 10 questions that weren't too terribly predictable. I mean, of course, I'm going to ask, you know, what's your favorite rom-com and stuff like that, because I just genuinely want to know. And uh, so it was really a blast hosting. I enjoyed talking to you, Rachel, and everybody else. Um, it was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I do enjoy Hallmark movies as Yay. well. Yeah, I, I get into the Christmas ones. I actually worked at Hallmark um, oh, when really? I was a teenager. Uh -huh. And one of the perks of the job was watching, of course, back then they didn't really have these, um, the fun ones. They were kind of the heavier Hallmark yeah. Hall of Fame movies. Right. We would play them in the background all the time. And so I just have always kind of enjoyed the Hallmark movies. I love watching them, especially with my mom. She's a big fan of the movies and mysteries ones. Oh. So, yeah. So I really enjoyed those. She likes like Aurora Tea Garden and stuff like that. Yep. yep. Aurora Tea Garden, the Crossword Mysteries, and nice. Gourmet Detective. We just got into that. That's pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that. I, the, the most recent one is the first one of those I'd ever seen. So because the, oh. they hadn't had one since we started the podcast. And so I actually hadn't seen. So it was kind of fun to get introduced yeah. to uh, introduced to the series just recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a good way to do that. Yeah, did you watch any of this last season of Countdown to Christmas? Or? Uh, yes, I did. I watched a bunch of those. Um, also kind of sprinkled in, you know, the Lifetime ones as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, did, I, I watch them pretty have, regularly. Actually. Did you have any that stuck out or they were all just kind of fun? 
they were all kind of fun yeah, yeah. um some of my favorite ones in the past were um a very merry mix-up yeah. with alicia witt i love that one and oh boy we were so excited this last Christmas. We got a, I got to interview Alicia, so that was really oh, wow. fun because <laughs> we love her. She's great. Mm -hmm. I tell you, an underrated one with her is called the Christmas List. Uh, oh, I did see yeah, that. That's yeah. so much fun, right? Yeah. It has yeah. it has a really good script. Uh, the The character motivations are really solid. They make sense, and mm -hmm. uh, it's not just like you understand why she is doing all this crazy Christmas stuff. <laughs> like it makes sense. <laughs> and yes, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Um, also, I, another one that I really like is um, Fur Crazy. I don't know if you've seen that one. Fur Crazy. And, uh, Sarah oh, Lancaster. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think it's a good one because again, the character motivations make so much sense. Like if my parents own a Christmas tree lot, and we're like busy during Christmas, you know, every year, yeah. I probably would be kind of like, eh, I don't know about Christmas. Yes. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I like that one a lot. And trading Christmas is my favorite. I don't know if you've gotten to see that one with Tom Cavanaugh. We and, actually um, own it. Yeah. So good, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. I think controversial statement, but I think it's even better than the holiday. I would rather, just because I'm not a big Cameron Diaz. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. I mean, I love the whole Kate Winslet plot with yes. the screenwriter, but otherwise, no, I'm with you. I like yeah. trading Christmas. Yeah. It's so good. I, yeah. and it's a little more mature than a lot of other Hallmark movies as far as like, yes, yeah, <laughs> they have like really, really, you know, they actually kiss and they, yeah. <laughs> which is kiss nice. more than one. I know <laughs> it's kind of out of control. Yeah, but uh, but that that's really cool. Yeah, and I like some of the the more emotional ones too when it's done right. Like I love November Christmas is one of my favorites. Uh huh. That one. Nine Lives of Christmas. I really yeah. Like. That one's a good one. That yeah. one's a fun one. That that's definitely a fan favorite for sure. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, yeah. Well, very cool. I mean, why do you think that romantic comedies have kind of uh, they practically evaporated from the uh from the feature film market i mean every once in a while you'll have uh crazy rich asians or a you know something like that 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 gets a lot of uh play but i don't know for a long it just feels like those are few and far between i agree i think right now i think hollywood in general they're mainly making movies that or ips you know yeah. big tested yeah batman or avengers or things they know they have a built-in fan base for mm. i also think it has something to do with uh people making decisions in hollywood and for the most part it is a generalization but women were the ones that were driving forward a lot of the romantic comedies and yeah. if we're not in those positions of power we're yeah. not going to get them made unfortunately yeah yeah that's what i feel too because most movies these days are made for 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 young men 17 to 24 and yeah. <laughs> and so we uh we don't get uh even bad ones i mean even the romantic comedies that we were getting for a long time were kind of masculine in energy yeah. you yeah. know like your uh your knocked up yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh that kind of a thing and uh 
so I hope that with the success of of uh, some something like Crazy Rich Asians that we start to get more that yeah. sort of encourages more. Uh, but because I really miss, I don't know, I miss the era of Reese and Julia and Sandra and <laughs> yeah, Meg and all of them for sure. Yeah. You know what I started to notice was maybe late 90s we were mass producing so many romantic comedies that they started to kind of blur together Mm -hmm. and I think that might have worn on people the other Mm -hmm. thing though that I think is missing from a lot of these romantic comedies uh, well I shouldn't say a lot barely any get made anymore is the people themselves don't seem three-dimensional or aren't that interesting like you know, what was it? Mm-hmm. Mother-in-law. The men are just so bland oh, yeah. and interchangeable. And it's like, you know, you think about you've got mail and you know the Tom Hanks character, you know, mm-hmm. everything about him, you know, the Greg Kinnear character. It's like the men were actually a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's I think what I was. That. Yeah. That's what I was actually saying in my review of the new, uh, to all the boys. I actually, most people don't seem to agree, but I actually preferred it over the first one because the first one, I felt like Peter was just such a bland character. He, he just did whatever was presented before him. He was like, okay, I'll I'll do that. I'll do that. That sounds like a good plan. And so he was like, I prefer in my romantic leading men to be a little bit snarky and a little bit of pushback, you know, to like, yeah, have a little bit of personality there yeah like if you look at josh for instance in in clueless the paul red character like yeah kind of a brat like he's kind of (laughs) you know they 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 argue and they uh, but that but that chemistry is still there and Mm -hmm. it's not like it always has to be enemies to lovers you know sort of trope but but i don't just something some personality some opinions about that's different than our leading Mm -hmm. lady if they just kind of go along with everything that's boring and i thought in this I, I didn't hate the first to all the boys. It was perfectly cute and fine. But I thought this one, he showed a little bit more personality, a little, had some opinions, had some, uh, was more of a fully fleshed out person. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, I mean, I didn't think you needed the love triangle at all. I, I could have just, just, Watch I felt like it was completely superfluous to the story. Uh, yeah. But as far as their relationship, which was what I was interested in, I thought it was, I thought it was better. <laughs> uh, I yeah. like I liked both of them. I mm-hmm. think I prefer the first one. Just the novelty of it was so yeah. original. But I loved the second one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was it for a different. It was a different feel than the first one. It yeah. was more uh, contemplative. Like yeah. they actually thought about things. And yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's fun. I think Netflix is doing a lot with. Uh, romantic comedies yeah yeah which i like to see because yeah you've got like set it up and you have like a whole bunch of different you know they have their romantic their christmas romantic comedies that they're doing they have uh you know like the christmas prince and stuff like that which is fun and (laughs) so and then of course then you have hallmark so there are places to go but i would Mm -hmm. also like to see in the feature films too Uh, it's just i don't know they're just so fun it's just 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 a a nice it's a life-affirming I, yeah yeah life-affirming genre makes you mm-hmm. feel good yeah. yeah it was interesting at sundance i saw a film called sylvie's uh, sylvie's loves okay. and uh it's not like a 
great movie, but it's cute. Uh, and uh, it's got Tessa Thompson and, and uh, it's a, it's this very soapy, very old fashioned love story uh, set in the sixties. Um, and, uh, and anyway, it was interesting. The director said that he used to love watching McDoris day, those type mm -hmm. of movies. Uh, and he said he'd never seen one with black people in it. So he's like, I'm going to make that. And oh, that's wonderful. yeah. Yeah. And so I thought that's really cool. And mm -hmm. uh, I hope that that's the thing that feature films can, I think, uh, provide, uh, yeah. if we can, as opposed to some of these, you know, Netflix or whatever, but uh you know and i'm after i record this i'm gonna go see uh the photograph so hopefully i like that um so it's nice that we're getting some more diverse love stories and some more uh some more i don't know different uh points of view yeah, yeah. like you I mean yeah. even it's all the all the boys to have you know lead yep. uh person of color is really cool and crazy rich asians is cool so i don't know it's interesting but i hope they come back to come back I, 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 I just i want to tell sandra bullock i'm like you've won your oscar come back to us please <laughs> oh that would be great make a silly rom-com it would be so fun um <laughs> a couple that i loved that did have um people of cutler in the leads were did you see something new yes i think that is I love that one. yeah and yeah. of course love and basketball but i thought something new was great because it handled you know um some of the racism and some of yeah. the the issues involved i actually mm -hmm. saw it with uh, my friend tanisha whose husband is white and um after we went and saw it she's like that's my life and she went and brought him back and went mm -hmm. to the next show mm -hmm. and she was just so thrilled to see a movie that kind yeah. of encapsulated her experience a little bit yeah. and i think yeah that's what we need film to do yeah i think so i think so all right well so we have 10 questions and uh we're gonna go through them and share our answers and maybe you can talk about some of the other ones maybe brought up on the twitter thread or 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 whatever we can just talk about it and and if you are listening please share us your answers i'll put the questions in the description uh if people want to share your answers to these that'll be really fun yes All right. <laughs> so the first question is what's your favorite romantic comedy if you have a few list them and we yes we want to bring back the genre so my some of my favorites <laughs> mm -hmm. i love uh, you've got mail slash stop around the corner is yeah uh, all-time favorite i think that you've got mail is probably the most quotable movie uh in my life <laughs> I love, I, if you will get me started i'll uh i i just i love no reference script in that i think it's so yes. funny and it's so good uh and i love bringing up baby of uh, while you were sleeping definitely also pretty quotable uh christmas in connecticut i i think it kind of started the christmas rom-com genre arguably it might have yeah yeah it and holiday affair i think are getting too <laughs> um uh, i once a lot of people don't think of as a romantic comedy but it totally is is uh tangled i think it's okay. disney's first because it's the only it's one of the only ones that you really get a lot of time and dialogue between the couple as far as the princess movies because even something like beauty and the beast it's really just a montage you know that they fall it really in love is. yeah and so uh the whereas uh flynn rider is a really fleshed out character with personality and and whatever and 
Um, so that's one of my favorites. I love Juno. That's a favorite mm -hmm. of mine. Uh, Clueless uh, is another favorite. And, uh, uh, and then I love Moonstruck is one of my oh, all time yeah. favorite movies. <laughs> what yep. about what, what's some of your favorites? Moonstruck is the first movie I remember seeing in a theater uh -huh. um, that had actors in it. Okay. Like, not just, yeah, yeah not an animated. I went with, I was the third Italian-American there. I was with my mom and grandma. And the only thing, because I was in first grade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it was completely over my head. But I remember every time Nicolas Cage came on the screen, I was just totally enamored. Like, who is this? What is going on? And, I think I, I like to blame that Nicolas Cage is the reason I have such a thing for character actors, but you know, it works. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually picked Moonstruck as the promo image for this entire uh, question series. Yeah. yeah so I Moonstruck is so much. I have so many favorites. Philadelphia Story, Awful mm. Truth, It Happened One Night. Mm. Uh, Groundhog Day, um, mm. which I just saw in the theater again, first time since '93. Oh, nice. On Groundhog Day, yep. That's and fun. when Harry met Sally, I mean, I could be here all, all day, but yeah, yeah, love them all. Yeah, you should check out the um, the Broadway musical for Groundhog Day. I thought, oh. what the heck is this? Is what is going on? But it's actually really good. Good songs. Ooh. It's funny. Yeah, I, I recommend it. Uh, Ooh, it was, it was pretty that. creative and. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Oh, there's so many so many good ones. Uh but yes. Uh so then the second question is romantic movies have the best soundtracks and the scenes that songs are featured in become iconic. Name a musical moment sorry. Uh, name a musical moment from the genre that you love. Uh so I think the first thing and and I don't there's a lot of movies that are included in romantic comedies that I don't really think are comedies at all. Uh, okay. Like uh, Brooks of Tiffany's, for instance, I think is barely yes. a comedy. I love it, but it's more, oh. way more drama to me. Yeah. Um, but romance in general. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the, I think the first thing I thought of was nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, her dirty dancing i don't think dirty dancing is really comedy at all no but i was mainly looking for romance and that yeah. totally fits yes. yeah <laughs> and, and and dirty dancing is a movie that's easy to just kind of kind of shrug off and be like oh it's just a i don't know a teen movie it's a silly movie whatever but actually like it conquers pretty hard themes and yes. is a is a pretty <laughs> is a pretty deep uh, coming of age story when you when you really think about it definitely yeah there's a lot going on in that one mm -hmm. yeah, yeah um i can't believe i totally blanked on once um mm. that's yeah. one of my favorites um but the thing that i came up with i mean first of course you always think you know john cusack with the boom box over his mm -hmm. head but i was Say thinking, anything is so good i know it's one of my favorites um I thought about the elephant love medley in Moulin Rouge. Mm -hmm. When they first meet and they walk around, oh my gosh, yep, that's it's a really one of the one. most cinematic moments, I think. Um, yeah, and it was also the scene that kind of got me into the movie. I remember when I first saw it, like the first 20 minutes is so so chaotic. I was yeah. just thinking, I don't know about it's this a lot. 
yeah, it's a lot to take in, a lot uh, going on with the senses. But that was the scene that really, okay, now I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Very good one. I also thought of the uh, um, Loretta at the opera in Moonstruck. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Uh, That whole sequence. And then also, I can't can't take my eyes off you uh, at the bleachers in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love uh, you, Fletcher. Yeah. <laughs> um, so bring the tissues. Which romantic epic or tearjerker is your go-to when you're in a good mood to cry? And I actually had a harder time kind of, I don't know, my brain was just stopping. And I had yeah. a hard time thinking of this for some reason, but definitely the umbrellas of Chabot. Oh, one sure I think of. yeah. Yeah. That uh the a lot of people probably haven't seen this movie, but the 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 bittersweet so uh relationship uh is just really uh beautifully uh done and the music mm-hmm. is so beautiful really and is. raw and and you know a lot a lot of people love la la land so if you love la la land i think it's fine i, I i'm fine on it <laughs> okay but, yeah yeah if you love it then you definitely should watch the umbrellas of chabot because it was very uh influential <laughs> on yeah. Damien Chazelle uh, in um, La La Land. Yes. The one I came up with was the beginning of Up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's good. like a perfect, you know, it spans yeah. decades, this love story of them meeting as children up through old age. It's exquisite, heartbreaking. I think it's one of the best things Pixar has ever put on film. Um, it's it's one of my favorite movies actually is up because i had a really close relationship with my grandpa and so just the whole thing with carl and (laughs) i love it so much and the thing about that opening montage in up is that a lot of people don't really see that that whole sequence is a tragedy in the eyes of carl he he feels like he has failed ellie yeah gave her the life that she deserved and so that's why at the end of the movie when he reads her note it's it's, bittersweet yep so he realizes she really did love him all along so yeah so good so good good choice (laughs) um also i you got to go with titanic uh as far as just presenting an epic really kind of soap opery love story you know of course with our with our tragic ending um it's does it that's that if you want to see that kind of movie there it is <laughs> it's it's that's Very as nice. good as i feel like that's as good as you can do it for that kind of <laughs> movie you know yes and i also thought of a star is born uh oh. I, I loved the recent version <laughs> and so i thought it was so good and they just had such incredible chemistry uh, yep. together and i thought that the music was so good uh yeah. the, then that was my two kind of going into the movie i was like i need good chemistry i need good music and mm-hmm. they was like check check <laughs> the scene that gets me in star is born is i mean i love shallow it's great but yeah. the scene when she first walks out doing the beyond rose mm-hmm. oh my god that yeah that was, yeah incredible mm-hmm yeah that was really good mm-hmm. uh all right then we have love stories are usually set in gorgeous locales pick a romantic movie location that you would move into if you could 
so a couple things I thought of, uh, I thought of like South Pacific, of course, because I love Hawaii, the islands, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I love that. And then I also thought of just, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily want to move to New York, but if I could move to New York in the movies, yeah, <laughs> I think I'd want to do that because uh, movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just like go to Grace Papaya every day, and you go through Riverside <laughs> Park, and there's everything yep. so cute and charming. And and uh, did you? What did you think of? Isn't it romantic? Last year, I actually did not see you that see one. It, huh? Was it good? I really liked it a lot. I but maybe okay. it's just because I'm so immersed in rom-com world every day for my job that uh, I thought it was really funny and yeah just the way they kind of recreate the uh the rom-com version of a city and the rom-com version of made me really laugh uh but yeah the 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 rom-com version of New York City I think would be fun and uh and then I also said Roman Holiday yeah Roman Holiday in a minute yeah that was the first thing I thought of and we did get that a few times um one I thought of too I mean of course you know everybody wants to live in a Nancy Myers house as well but <laughs> um I thought of Alfonso Arau's um A Walk in the Clouds which a lot of people hate yes. yeah I Underrated. actually I like it yeah I do too Plus, it's just like jaw-droppingly gorgeous um yeah. I'm not even a big like wine person at all. I could take no. or leave it, but just writing in that vineyard every day would be wonderful. So yeah. I would move there in a sec. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keanu Reeves is not the best in it. He's a little, no. wooden, but <laughs> if yeah. you can get over that, it's very, uh, it, it's, it's really a, uh, evocative, uh, just passionate movie, I'd say. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah good choice uh okay so uh, from the wacky best friend to a rival for a lead's affection supporting characters in the romance genre steal the show who are some of your favorites uh so you've got mail part of the thing that's so great about it is these side characters yes gene stapleton hilarious i mean <laughs> Greg Kinnear is so funny. <laughs> Parker Posey. Yeah. <laughs> have my eyes lasered. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and, uh, so funny. I mean, I just love it. You, you, yes, you go to European countries to buy leather jackets for way more than the worth, but you don't fall in love with fascist dictators. Dictators, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you need quiet while the hot dog is singing. I just, <laughs> so many good lines. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, I love all of the typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the people at the bookstore. Yeah, uh, are hilarious, and I love um uh um not Chris not Chris Tucker. Shoot, my brain. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I love yeah. Dave Chappelle. It's his best friend. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, like, yeah, you're not gonna like this woman. It is her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dabney Coleman is his dad is great I mean it's just oh my gosh for the nanny yeah <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> you know, I've seen it too many times right <laughs> <laughs> they're called readers dad <laughs> don't romanticize them <laughs> I know um, yeah so uh and then I think Sleepless in Seattle is the same way in fact yeah. I think as far as side characters that have it have our such a good perspective you totally understand them like i love bill pullman when he's like 
he's like, marriage is way too hard to go in with, into with such a low expectation. Yes, I know. <laughs> you just want somebody to look at him the way yeah. Yeah, he's thinking of Joe or yeah. I don't know whatever his name was in that, but yeah. Yeah. Rosie O'Donnell, oh. of course, great in that. Uh, David Hyde Pierce is in it. He's fun. Uh, and um, uh, Rita Wilson. Great. I also love the side characters in My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That's oh, a favorite. yeah. <laughs> the aunt of Lainey Kazan. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. She's my favorite. Yes. She's the mom. And the, yeah, the aunt. Which she's the mom, like, sorry. Yeah. She's like telling their story about her, her mole. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> And uh, uh, and they find out he's vegetarian. Oh no, we we've got lamb. <laughs> my favorite. Also, another one of my favorites for side characters is definitely Return to Me. I I will I love that movie. I will forever dream of going to an Irish Italian yes <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, um, and those old old people, old men discussing. You know, oh yes <laughs> you want them for your family yeah. you're like can you all be my uncle <laughs> <laughs> who's best uh you know they'll have you know, frank sinatra versus dean martin versus uh bing crosby or whatever and, uh -huh. and <laughs> uh also i love jim uh james belushi and bonnie hunt in mm -hmm. it <laughs> and this fam this couple who have like 10 kids and they're, they're great <laughs> yeah. So those are some of my favorites. What about what about you? Oh, I love all the ones you mentioned. I also I think when I wrote the question, I was thinking of Bruno Kirby and yelling out "baby mm. fish mouth" in uh, <laughs> when Harry met Sally is one of my favorites. Yeah. Draw something resembling anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Carrie one. Fisher. I thought of both of those. Yeah, so good. Um, and then I, also, I always love that fight over the wagon wheel table. Yes. <laughs> I know who will go ten rounds. Yeah. I will never want that yeah, ugly wagon wheel yeah. <laughs> um, Lily Taylor in Say Anything is mm. another favorite. I love all the characters Very in good. that movie. Um, I'm incarcerated, Lloyd. The dad in Say Anything is great. Um, Some Kind of Wonderful is one yes. of my favorite John Hughes movies, Me and too. I have to say Elias Cotius in that is just mm -hmm. magic i don't know every time he's on screen you're just your eye goes right to him he's great yeah, yeah. that's a good one for sure yeah. hughes was always good at filling his movie with more interesting characters like um ferris bueller i mean i am way more interested in everybody else than ferris um that's true cameron yeah, yeah cameron to me it's the cameron story yeah <laughs> have you ever heard that whole like watch the watch ferris B bueller but as from the perspective of if Ferris found out that Cameron is going to commit suicide. So the whole day, instead of just being a waste is all to try to convince Cameron to not yeah. do that. And it kind of gives it a whole different sort of perspective when you think about it that way, because him getting to that point where he destroys the car and confronts his yeah. dad. Yeah. A whole new kind of level of meaning. Uh, yeah, but, I think there were a few things going on in there. I mean, Ferris seems pretty short-sighted, but yeah. he did know something was going on with his friend, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, very good. Uh, so, which screen couple do you feel had the best romantic chemistry, and what about the worst? 
I mean, you got to go with Tom and Meg for sure, of course. Yes. They're the best. Um, Catherine Hepburn, Cary Grant, they did a couple mm-hmm. together and they're, they're great. Uh, and I, I, I picked uh, I, Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams because I kind of yeah. think that the notebook is sort of the worst, but the reason why we like it is because of their incredible chemistry. It if really that wasn't is. there, the characters are all so insufferable and irritating. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a big fan except for their chemistry. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's why and I like Rollins is so good, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know about the worst. I guess I, did, I forgot about that. I really, really hated most of the Matthew McConaughey rom coms from that era. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think that one um, with him oh. and uh, Sarah. Um, oh, failure to launch! Failure to launch! I hated that movie, and <laughs> I, I, ugh, I hated the whole plot. But I just their chemistry was not non-existent no Um, so that would be up there also uh i mean i'm not an adam sandler fan uh Uh at least his happy madison movies not for me um and him and jennifer aniston don't do it for me um, as far as chemistry like just go with it oh man that movie was brutal uh in my opinion so those probably for worst um okay. also gerard butler and jennifer aniston oh the bounty hunter not yeah. my favorite no <laughs> i don't know what about you what's your favorites yeah i was gonna say aniston really needs to click with the guy otherwise yeah, yeah it doesn't work she had um, a bad stretch there just yeah another one that i even though he is extremely dishy is i but i really disliked uh, the backup plan. Uh, oh yeah, Jennifer Lopez and Alex Laughlin. Uh huh. I mean, ooh, that movie was rough. That was not great. Um, <laughs> we received a lot of people saying um, Hepburn and Grant, Hepburn mm-hmm. and Tracy, um, all of those. Yeah, Loy and Powell, of course. Um, for me, though, the long hot summer with Paul Newman mm-hmm. and. Joanne Woodward that was about around the time uh well there's the story of them buying the bed that used to be in a whorehouse uh while they were making that movie so there was a lot going on with those (laughs) two at the time yeah but um so they're very good in that and it's it's Mm -hmm. probably one of the hottest things on film um and then the worst I immediately thought of um this movie probably four people listening might have seen or heard of (laughs) called I Love Trouble with uh julia roberts and nick nolte came out in about 93 i think it was charles shire and nancy myers i think um at least charles shire's involved charles what were you doing buddy but um you could tell uh julia and nick they openly discussed it after how much they hated each other and were saying (laughs) they were supposed to be attracted to each other in the movie and yeah they just really didn't like each other it's like everybody goes to work and you have that one coworker. Well, that would be that movie, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah. That that Not that would, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, very good. Okay, so then we have name a movie that most people would not immediately think of as a love story but you feel definitely qualifies and why. So the first one I thought of for this is Inception. Cuz oh. I think the relationship between uh 
Leonardo DiCaprio's character and Marion Cotillard's character is the emotional core of that film. And I, it's, I think she gives a really underrated performance of just, I think you just ache for, for her and you just feel her loneliness and feel her. And I don't know, it's, it's what I think makes his loneliness work and the pull into the world and everything about it kind of work. And in mm-hmm. uh, the ending makes it so kind of <laughs> so sad yeah. and, uh, and so sad slash hopeful, depending on how you see, uh, see it. But that's one that I, I thought of right away. Ah, very smart. Yeah. Nolan always has these like very tragic things going on with husbands and wives mm-hmm. in all the movies, like, you know, Memento, which is my favorite. And yeah. Yeah, romantic relationships in a Nolan film are pretty tough. Um, I, well, this question was really dedicated to my followers on Twitter because most of them seem to be more interested when I write about crime films, which is another Mm -hmm. love of mine. And um, the first thing I thought of is in my high school, um, back in Minnesota, was largely Asian. And so we were introduced to a lot of the movies coming over from Hong Kong. That's so cool. I completely, you know, trading videotapes and that kind of thing. So in high school, my Brad Pitt, I mean, Brad is great. And, you know, he's handsome, good actor. Yeah. For me, it was Chow Yun-Fat. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was crazy about Chow Yun-Fat. And there's this movie called The Killer by John mm-hmm. Woo. Famous movie where he plays a hitman, and at the beginning of the movie, he accidentally blinds this beautiful singer whose name is Jenny, so of course, you know, I'm going to latch right onto that, and the rest of the movie, he's got a protector, and so I would say that is an, it's an action movie, but it's also kind of a romance. Mm-hmm. Um, Run, Lola, Run was another mm-hmm. one. I don't know why I immediately went to foreign films, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's trying to save her boyfriend, and that's crazy romantic, so. mm-hmm very yeah. cool some others that i thought of is uh 101 dalmatians oh my gosh yes <laughs> because not only is it a great human romance <laughs> with roger and anita oh, which is one of the yeah. best couples in all of disney in my opinion i so, love roger and anita yeah. yes <laughs> and but you have pongo and purdy as well which are super cute yeah and <laughs> uh <laughs> and then another i thought of is wonder woman i Oh, good one. Yeah. I love that relate relationship to her and Diana and Steve. I think it's so beautiful and well done. And then uh, another cuz we don't really sometimes think of movies start about married people as romances. Yeah. And, and so I thought of The Incredibles cuz it's one of the only movies for children that is actually about like a married couple and they're I just love the whole the whole thing that they they show like them fighting and them like mm-hmm. having conflict but you know they're gonna be okay and <laughs> yeah really good for a, a movie to show and and uh you know the their the the world could come to an end but the the greater fear is is their marriage you know the kids uh, losing their family yeah, yeah. it's yeah. important it's, it's the midlife crisis disney movie really yeah it really is yeah. <laughs> but like in a good way yeah, yeah. And then the other one I th- thought of is uh, is Miracle on 34th Street, because oh. we always think, of course, the main thing about the Santa, but also the the little romance there between Marina O'Hara and uh, her uh, her neighbor is quite swoonworthy, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I always liked that movie. 
Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, okay, very, very good. That one's a fun one. So, okay, next question is, romantic movies are filled with grand gestures and great speeches. Which romantic declaration is your favorite? And so, uh, I, I, we'd already talked about some, but yeah. one I, I thought of is uh, the end of Singing in the Rain when he's, mm -hmm. he sings, You Are My Lucky Star. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. <laughs> so good. That's and, one of my favorite movies, like top yeah. five of all time. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Uh, yeah. And then also just more of a simple gesture, but as you wish in, uh, in Princess Bride. Oh, Princess Bride. Really, yeah. Really good one. And there's, there's some yeah. other grand gestures in Princess Bride, but I think that one's yeah. really fun. Yeah. I'm big on speeches because um, mm -hmm. I write screenplays and uh, fiction as well and I just I love speech fine but um for some reason my mind always goes to um just Jimmy Stewart in um Philadelphia Story and it's kind of like with Bill Pullman and Sleepless where you you wish that you could clone the lead and she could end up with both guys mm -hmm. but um yeah the you're lit from within Tracy speech um in Philadelphia Story is like an all-timer yeah. Um, a more modern one would be Broadcast News, which mm. is one of my other favorite movies. Um, there's a speech where Albert Brooks is just kind of, you know, bummed out because Holly Hunter is with William Hurt. Mm -hmm. And he's giving this whole speech about why William Hurt is so bad. And then the it, and he said, like, because I'm in love with you. And I buried the lead, like the most important part of the speech was at the bottom. And um, it's just a beautiful, heartbreaking moment um, that I love. And then, of course, that put me on a spiral of great heartbreaking moments was in uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral, seeing John Hanna do the mm. um, W.H. Auden poem, Funeral Blues, yeah. Stop the Clocks. I think that's one of the most beautiful scenes as well. Mm -hmm. so there's so many that came out um yeah so it was great to read everybody's responses to this one yeah that's a really good one all right uh so then we have you're able to remake one romance so that the leads uh, winds up with someone else which movie do you choose and which characters do you swap so <clears throat> here's an interesting one i feel like what if in pillow talk Oh, Jan doesn't like end up going. with Rock Hudson and ends up with Tony Randall. I like where you're going. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> he's so nice, and, yes. and I don't think that. I mean, yes, of course they have incredible chemistry, but if you really look at the characters, he's been <laughs> lying to her the whole time they've had yeah, their. Relationship. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah, he's a jerk. And, yeah, and, Tony Randall. Tony Randall needs some love in these movies. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> And you I think care. that you're going to have a happier life with Tony Randall than with this jerk who's lying to you all the time. Yeah, let's face it. By Tuesday, he's probably got another girlfriend on the side. I mean, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. and Tony Randall would have, you know, not done that. Come on. Yeah, he would have been really nice. And so that was the first one that I thought of. <laughs> that is a really good one. Yeah. I was getting some people actually talking about Philadelphia story. Like, what about Jimmy Stewart? Yeah. It's like, of course, you put Jimmy Stewart and Cary Grant. You know, you're going to pick Cary Grant, but you're going to feel really bad about it. But right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I went with Something's Gotta Give. 
um, Diane Keaton turns down Keanu Reeves, who's gorgeous, sensitive, sexy, loves her unconditionally. And of course, the greatest of all turn-ons, he loves her writing, which uh-huh. yeah. like, he reads it, you're the best thing you've ever done. And you're like, marry me. But anyway, instead, she dumps him in Paris. Like, that's the meanest thing to do. Uh, and ends up with the old codger, Jack Nicholson, who had slept with her daughter. Like, just no, that's yeah. not happening. So. Right. I love the movie except for that it's like come on man <laughs> so mm-hmm. I actually haven't amazing. seen that one. Oh but... my gosh I of course <laughs> I just ruined it for you but... <laughs> that's okay that's okay <laughs> oh my gosh sorry about that no, <laughs> like, no. Okay, last time Jen is ever on the show but anyway <laughs> go yeah. ahead sorry that's, no that's very that, I, I definitely have to see that um okay. last question Someone challenges you to recommend a romantic film that you love that they probably haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, which movies do you tell them to check out? Uh, so a couple that I thought of. Uh, the first one is your, the anime Your Name. And everyone who knows me knows how much I love this movie because I talk yeah. about it 24-7. Uh, but it's, it's not... A, it's a more of a slightly subtle romance, but the the ending is, I think, perfect. I love the story. I love the animation. I love the music. I love everything about it. It's one of my favorite movies of all okay. time. So if you haven't seen it, you should totally watch it. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's been on my list. I'm going to yeah. move it up in my queue. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's a really good, I think, gateway anime film. People that think, okay. oh, I don't like anime. Give it a shot. Uh, so far, I have a pretty good track record of people at least liking it. You know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm no, very, I very like anime though. Yeah. So I'm already on board. Uh, but yeah, that sounds it's good. Really, it's a really good story. It starts out as this body swap movie, uh, where okay. these two teenagers who don't know one lives in the country, one lives in the city. They don't know anything about each other. All of a sudden, switch starts switching bodies uh, every day, <laughs> and then it goes some different places. Kind of after that. And, I love it. It's one of my favorites. Uh, and then another one that I think people don't know about is a Alfred Hitchcock film called Notorious. Oh, love that movie. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. And I think has the best kissing ever in movies. It's pretty much so yeah. good. And yeah. the chemistry between Ingrid Bergman and Cary Grant is just so electric and palpable yeah. and amazing. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it's so good. Uh, yeah. And you know, we we didn't talk about Casablanca at all, but that that's obviously one of the classics. But people mm-hmm. know about that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> another one that people don't know about that I love from the past is called Talk of the Town. Okay. And this that stars. One, that's a good one. Yes, Gene Arthur, right? Yes, it's yeah. it's really funny. Uh, it stars. Yeah, Gene Arthur plays this woman who has this house, and she <laughs> ends up renting it out to this this sort of stuffy professor who's writing gonna write a book well it turns out her friend from high school from childhood is hiding out there on the run from the law <laughs> and played by carrie grant and so mm-hmm. the three of them end up having this kind of weird summer where they talk about philosophy and i think it's really funny and i love it and uh, so that's one that people don't know about that i love um and another one that i feel like has a following but doesn't it's not the classic deserves to be is sing street 
absolutely oh, good movie yeah yeah i love the songs i love it kind of got out overshadowed by la la land that year yeah. uh, but i love it i love the story i love the romance i i, just, I would kind of watch sing street more than la la oh, land sure. but i For mean sure. i like la la land but you know yeah yeah, another one uh, that some people think is too outdated, I love it, is a little musical from the 50s called Lily, starring Leslie Caron Ooh, and yeah, Mel Ferrar. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, he's kind of this wounded puppeteer, and she's this kind of sweet, angelic ingenue, and it's very abstract, and the, the cinematography production design is really beautiful, and there's flights of fancy, and I, I really yeah. like it. So those, Yeah, those are unusual, some, yeah. and I like you're you watch it and like how did they make this it, yeah. yeah no I, really, I love that list that's kind of really has, has a dolly-esque sort of quality to this to the the visual yeah to it so those yep. are some i thought of those are really great rachel everybody write those down <laughs> um i kind of have some staple standbys that i'm always talking about uh happy accidents is one i've never met anyone who's seen it and like disliked it so um i think richard roper even put it on his best when it was out it mm -hmm. was like maybe hit like two theaters and then went straight to dvd it has marissa tomei and vincent d'onofrio and mm -hmm. they fall in love and d'onofrio confesses that he's from the future and he's from what he calls the atlantic coast of iowa and he knows like stuff that's going to happen to her it you you're going to want to see it it's strange but it's so funny so beautiful um ira and abby is another one i'm always recommending with jennifer westfelt she made uh, kissing jessica stein as well this one um she plays a woman working in a health club and this guy comes in he just kind of needs a change in his life and they spend the day talking and out of the blue she said will you marry me like do you want to get married and all of a sudden within 24 whirlwind hours they're together and um then of course reality sets in and so it's kind of a story of love after the marriage or what happens it's it's quite adorable it kind of reminds you of like vivacious lady and some of those good old ones another one i love is across the universe which is mm -hmm. the yeah the beatles musical that julie tamer made i think is one of the most beautiful movies of all time um i capture the castle is another one i like to recommend um that is about well actually the woman who wrote 101 dalmatians wrote this mm. first i think i think she might have written this one first um kind of i think based on her childhood growing up sort of poor living in this castle. Um, I think they just find this castle and start living there, basically. And the people that own it come and they get involved. And it's it's really beautiful, has a gorgeous score um, by I think Alexandra Desplat, who did the score for, you know, the new Pride and Prejudice mm -hmm. and, or wait, no, I'm wrong. Uh, it was Dario Marinelli did the score for this. And, um, he did Pride and Prejudice. He did Atonement as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, gorgeous, great score. Um, yeah, I think those are those are the four those that I some good one. I haven't seen any of those, so those are good choices. Oh, okay. I to check great. those out. <laughs> no, and I just added your name up higher on my yes. DVD Netflix queue. So. Yes. Well, tag yeah. me when you watch it. I want to hear what you I think. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it so much. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. 
there's so many even as you were talking i was like oh yeah there's i could mention this or i can mention because i yeah. love a I, I love a little movie called The Rewrite that I don't think got uh, near enough. Well, that was good too. Yeah. yeah I, right? It was really good. It had such a good cast. J.K. Simmons, Allison Janney, uh, and Hugh Grant obviously doing his thing. And I, yeah. I, I thought it was really good. Um, it was. Yeah. I like What If with Daniel Radcliffe and uh, Zoe Douche, I think it's, and uh, Adam Driver is really funny and supporting role in that movie. And Oh, so, yeah. I got to uh, see that one still. It's cute. It's, it's cute. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of good ones. So let us know what you think and what you would pick with all these questions. If you're listening, yeah. in. Uh, that would be really fun. You can let us know on Twitter or I, I put it in the comments section. We would love that. Or if you want to make your own video where you answer, if you're a YouTuber or a blogger, give us uh, your answers. That would be really fun and tag us. I would love that. And uh, so, uh, so Jen, where can people find you on Twitter, on your content, all that fun stuff? Okay, I'm at Film Intuition on uh, Twitter. Basically, this site started originally with female film, like movies made by women. Mm -hmm. So instead of female intuition, I went with film intuition. Uh, and then, of course, the site expanded to include everything. But um, yeah, so I'm also then I write at filmintuition.com. I freelance other places and I always link those all over my Twitter. Um, Instagram is the same. I'm also on Letterboxd. So I kind of keep it pretty, pretty basic there with film intuition. So I'm easy to find. Great. Well, make sure you guys are following Jen. It's, and I appreciate you so much coming on and doing this. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking with you and oh, you uh, yeah. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out and make sure you're following the Hallmarkies podcast all over social media and on iTunes and YouTube. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that so much. We have got our patron group, so check that out and our merch store. So lots of fun stuff going on. And thank you so much, Jen. This was great. And uh, we will uh, we'll definitely have to catch up, maybe come closer to uh, the, the holidays. We could, we could talk again. That would be really fun. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was great talking to you. All right. We'll talk to you all later. Bye, everybody. Bye.